Hi, this is Logan from the SoCal Hyphen team. Thank you for listening to our Hyphen podcast. Today we'll be hearing a message from our SoCal youth president out of Ephesians 3.20, God Can. We hope and pray that this message will strengthen your faith to believe that God can do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think. Ephesians 3.20, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages world without end amen I saw this vision last night as God was imparting there was an impartation that was happening and I want to say thank you for those of you that prayed for me because we need prayer too as leaders. Pray for your leaders, Bishop Hodges, Brother Durant, or your presbyter, your pastor. Don't just stop at your pastor. We're great. We're a part of a great fellowship, and we all need prayer. And it just got me so emotional, Brother Frankie, knowing that there's hyphen leaders here. They're saying, Brother Rivera, we're behind you. We're praying for you. We're, we're advancing. We're not retreating. And I just felt such passion. And God gave me it right there. He gave me this vision of the hyphen ministry. The banner had fallen. If you ever, you know, seen or read about the war, they used back in the old days, they'd get up and they'd have the flag of who, who they were representing. And I saw this field and I saw dead people scattered all around and I look behind me and I'm leading the charge here and the flag is on the ground and I saw hyphen ministry pick up the flag and continue continue to fight and eventually we won the war and I believe God spoke to me at that moment that this is the generation of young men and women Ah, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. The young people are looking at you right now and say, hey, if they don't worship, we're not going to worship. But I will bless the Lord at all times, and I'm going to lead by example. They're looking at you. God said it's because of hyphen ministry that SoCal youth is ready to enter into a new dimension. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful. Why don't you lift your hands right now before we're seated and thank the Lord in advance for what's going to happen through you. It's not going to happen through your brother, through your mom and dad. And pastor, it's going to happen through you in the name of Jesus. You may be seated. I'm not known to be a, a really good person around the home that fixes things. <laughs> My wife laughs at me. If I need a sink, I have to pay somebody to put it in. And uh, there was a, somebody said, amen. Thank you, brother. I'm not alone. I showed up to home and, and it dawned on me. My fire smoke machines have not worked for years. And I thought to myself, God forbid a fire starts, my whole family is going to die, and I'm going to be responsible for being negligent. So I went and ordered it on Amazon online, and I brought it home. And my dad's like, man, it's easy. You can do it. Just watch a YouTube video, you know, for those of you holy non-YouTube that's all right. You read the instructions. I need to see it. So I saw it. And I got four out of five. And I tried so hard to fix that thing that I felt like breaking it. And I almost did. I threw it on the ground a few times. And it took me three hours 
to put one smoke machine on correctly. And I thought to myself, isn't it great to be able to call someone who knows how to fix what's broken? The reality is this, hyphen, students, ministries, whatever you want to call it. All over SoCal this afternoon, there are people who woke up dreading the day that was ahead of them. Why? Because they were looking at all the bad. And we often ask ourselves the question, how are things going? Brother Julio, oh man, I'm blessed. And we know you're going through hell. Now you can fool, there's something about apostolic young people, and I've learned this as a youth pastor, you can't fool them. You and your wife fighting, you know, and you're trying to play it off, oh, baby, hallelujah, praise God, you know, you're going, and the kids know, Brother Rivera, man, is your wife okay? They know when you're real and when you're not real. But sometimes we answer this question truthfully. Man, I'm going through hell. I'm going through it, bro. Pray for me. There are times that things really look pretty bad. We have problems and we don't know how to fix them. So what do you do when things are bad? That is when the boss says you're fired. You're laid off. There was a few ladies from the Western District that drove down that they got a flat tire before they got to church. They're sitting in the front row here. The devil is a liar. You know, you start blaming the devil. Oh, bless his holy name. The rent is due. There's no money to pay it. The doctor looks at you and says you have six months to live. There's a death of a loved one when your family's being torn apart by divorce. Addiction, drugs, pills, alcoholism. There are three areas that most hyphen people look to. And they look at the bad. One, they look at you, look at your possessions. I've heard hyphen ministries, young people say stuff like, well, if I could get that new iPhone 11 Pro, you know what I'm saying? My ministry would flourish. Or you young lady, you got to get that Louis Vuitton purse. You know, I got to have those red bottoms to be using the gifts. Or if I could get that new job, that's why my ministry isn't flourishing because I'm driving a hoopty and brother so-and-so has got that SS Camaro. He's got that BMW parked and that's why the anointing is there. Thinking that acquiring more things will fix what's wrong in your life. I found out that the more people acquire in this life, the more complicated that things get. Number two, friends. Some people feel that by surrounding themselves with enough people or getting uh, 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 in the right relationship or, 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 or getting a boyfriend or a girlfriend with a last name and, and they got it all together is going to solve their problems. 
But some of the loneliest people in the world are some of the most great biggest superstars surrounded by the entourages and the fame and they waste everything they've tried to gain in this world trying to buy friendship, trying to find acceptance. I, I can I tell you today that Jesus Christ is the only one that you need acceptance from. You need to run to him and not run away from him. Oh, I've been hurt by friends. I've been stabbed in the back by people. Anybody in the house can wave your hand and say, yes, I have too, okay? If you're honest with yourselves. I'd have some friends that walked out. Hallelujah. But I'm thankful that we have a friend who will step in when others walk out. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. I've come to tell the hyphen conference today on this morning that God's about to call you out from among them. And you got to be separate and say, I for for God I live and for God I die. You go ahead and wig out to the charismatic world. You go ahead and wig out to holiness. And if I'm the only one here dancing and worshiping, you better believe I'm going to do it with all my heart and all my mind and all my soul. Hey, they're not afraid. Since when are we ashamed of being apostolic? Sit down, sit down. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And then the third, self. Many embrace this humanistic philosophies. I'm not opposed to positive mental uh, attitude, but if we're so smart, then we wouldn't be in the mess we're in. Some of us, some of us are too smart for our own good. Got people... That I pastor that, man, they got it all together. They got their doctor's degree. What is a young 34-year-old man, half his age, going to teach him about the word of God? I've learned there's going to be people that are smarter than you, that got more money than you, that can preach better than you, that can sing better than you. Stop trying to be like uh, Brother Stone King or singing like Mickey Mangan. You're most affected when you are you. You got to be yourself. You got to say, hey, press call. There's there's only one Lee Stone King. There's only one Landon Gore. But I'm going to be the best that I can be. And God's going to work in me, through me. But we live in a generation of posers. Ah, oh, I'm going to get in some of your business now. Ah, posers. We even got the dance the same way. Well, how's Landon Gore doing it? Maybe the anointing will flow. He said, one brother said, brother, what did he say? He said, wipe your sweat on my, he told us that yesterday. Wipe your sweat on my towel. And he said, maybe the anointing is going to flow. Hey, he's just a man just like me, just like you. This man's got to fight his battles the same way you fight your battles. But you know what you got to make up in your mind and say, this is how I fight my battles. That's why you see this man here worshiping. Ah. Uh, some of us want to worship when we're singing only. Some of us want to worship when we're up there in the limelight. We do our dance. And when somebody else is up there, oh, you sit like a bump in the log. I've come to tell you, you got to rejoice with him that rejoice. If you're being used, bless God. Because you know what? As God blesses other people, I'm just the next in line for a miracle. I'm ready for God to use me.
But if you're always posing, criticizing and others, and nine times out of ten, it's a defensive mechanism because we see in others what we don't like about ourselves. Oh, I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. And I've learned I can't be, uh, amen, I can't be, Brother Tuttle, I can't be like these men of God, amen. I'm never going to be effective being somebody else. Be yourself, Brother Saul. Be yourself, Brother Jeffrey. Seeing men right here used, amen. Some of us are going to be better than others at other things. But it's all right. We're going to rejoice with them that rejoice. Amen, Brother Frankie. You're singing at General Conference. Bless God. We're praying for you. We believe in you. You're a part of us because your success is my success. Your growth is my growth. Since when did it become about me? But what you don't see is this man driving after church Sunday afternoon to a whole missions church singing for free, playing for free. Then he drives two hours on his own dime at night. You know what God does? God blesses those that invest in the kingdom when nobody else is looking. We're working. We're serving the kingdom of God. But we just look at the limelight. Oh, who'd you have to pay, Brother Frankie? Who'd you have to schmooze? We start hating on each other. I'm seeing it more and more in our movement. Your success is my success. I hope in this crowd here today, there are men and women that will play and sing and preach at Congress. Some of the biggest, I pray it happens here in the SoCal district. If I never preach another engagement, that's all right. I've been called to Upper Room Church. You've been called to your local church. Stop trying to drift beyond the call. All right, that wasn't in my notes. You can sit down. When things look bad, we need to look to God who is able to exceedingly, the scripture says, abundantly, above all that we could ask or think. Three reasons that I know God can do it. One, he's omniscient. He's all-knowing. God knows what you're going through here today. He knows how you're feeling. Hebrews 4.15 says, For we not have a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. He was all points tempted like we are. In other words, he can feel when you're lonely. He can feel when you're sad. He can feel when you're happy. He knows where you're at here today. Job 23, 8 said, look, I go forward, but he's not there. I go backward, but I cannot perceive him. When he works on the left hand, I cannot behold him. When he turns to the right hand, I cannot see him. Oh, but I love this scripture. But he knows the way that I take. When he's tested me, I shall come out as gold. He knows where I'm at. So I've got to position myself for a miracle and say, God, I've got to prostrate myself in a place of worship. Come out as gold. Most important thing is not knowing where he is as long as he knows where I am. 
Lord, where are you? Where are you? We have a pity party. Oh, the Lord don't know where I'm at. My boyfriend left me. And a young man in my church, oh, my girlfriend left me. I'm just going to quit. Run out. Uh, God, I can't do it with this out with the, without this young woman in my life. Some of us have held on to crutches too long. You come in and out of relationships, hear me today, trying to find something to hold you up. You need to learn how to stand on your own two feet and say, God, you're going to fight my battles and I'm going to stand next to you and arm in arm and say, ah, it's going to happen step by step. Oh, and two, God is I'm not present. He's everywhere. If he's everywhere, then he's always there. <laughs> he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Psalms 139, 7 says, where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in hell, what? You're there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me. And your right hand, that sign of power, shall hold me up. So when I'm weak, he is strong. He's holding me up. So... He's everywhere. He was there in Joseph's pit. He was there in Daniel's den of lions. He was in Simon Peter's prison. He was in Paul's shipwreck. He was in the three Hebrew boys. And he'll be there in your crisis. He'll do more than send you a sympathy card. Uh huh. Flower arrangement. I say it everywhere I go. You got a lot of, con I call them congrat congratulators. Landed. Congratulations on preaching general conference. Try not to go an hour like you did at hyphen conference. Right? He didn't. I'm just. Oh, Brother Julio. Congratulations on hitting that Fortune 500 company in your business. Don't go bankrupt like the one you had 10 years ago. Hating. Man, I don't know why I keep going back to that. It's not even in my notes. The number one thing that is needed in our movement if we're getting ready and I promise you today you're not here by accident God is getting ready to take this group of hyphen leaders because you are leaders there are people looking at you and we're getting ready to go to a new dimension so every time you go to a youth rally okay let's settle something today stop with this I'm hyphen I'm not going to be involved in anything a little bit of pastor charts starting to come out here. Because this is a heart of pastors. The pastor's right, I'm, I'm wrong. But this is the heart of pastors. There's nothing worse than a hyphen. Pastor, you know what? Man, I love the church. I love God. I'm still going to pray. But I'm missing mid midweek because I got to get double shifts. I got to pay for my school. And Sunday morning, you know, I'll come once a month. I'll do what I can. I'll try to send my tithes. Times are tough, Pastor, but pray for me. And you want me to pray? I can't pray for what you've already cursed. 
He said, I'm going to love God with all my heart, all my mind, and my soul, and I'm going to love my brother as myself. And I love you. you got to be in church. You don't need that job if it's taken away from God. You don't need... And I'm going to show you. Had a young woman in my church, oh man, and she had more faith than I had. Her pastor, pray for me, brother. Single, her husband's going through real estate school. She's a sous chef, Tory Lodge Pines, does well. Praise God. That's why I'm gained 20 pounds in the last two years of pastoring. And she says, Pastor, they're making me work on Sundays. I said, well, let's, let's pray. She said, no, Pastor, I already put in my two weeks. <laughs> now, I don't tell anybody, go quit your job. You know, I've learned a long time ago. You, you do what you got to do. But I say, you, you, what I tell them is you keep working. You got to pay your and now. You know, you do what you got to do. But you keep keeping your eyes open and keep putting applications in and God's going to honor your faithfulness. He knows the desires of your heart and so she showed up and she said, oh, Wednesday night, she, this Wednesday, she goes, Pastor, I got a testimony. I said, oh God, she got, she, she quit and she's going to, she's just going to do her victory dance in advance, you know, because she's very unemotional. She's kind of, you don't know, you know, she says, I got a testimony today. Like, oh, Lord, have mercy. This is going to get ugly. It's going to be a bloodbath. And she shows up. She gets the mic. And she said, saints, I put in my two weeks because my boss would not allow me to come to church on Wednesdays and Sundays. I'm happy to report my boss gave me Sundays when I came to his office. And he gave me the biggest raise I've ever gotten. Don't tell me my God can't do it. You try God and he will make a way. Stop trying to analyze. You've got to step out of understanding into revelation. Ah, this is your house, God. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to give. I'm going to serve. Sit down, sit down. I'm just going to talk to you now. I'm done here. Somebody can come. Or I'll keep preaching, brother. You're looking. I've got a lot of notes, but I'm not even going to go into it. He has all power. I was um, omniscient, all, all powerful, omnipotent, and I'm not present. Okay, that's my, that's my notes. Now, this is me just, just flowing in the Holy Ghost. You're looking. At a 34-year-old man, 32 years of age, the youngest pastor in our district, a man that ain't come from a pedigree, that ain't come from a last name, was born on my dad's 17th birthday. Mama was 15 years old, destined for failure, destined to just be a nobody, destined for nothing. 
But yet God saw a man. And he said, I'm going to use. You know why? Because I just kind of believe God loves the underdogs. God loves to use those that everybody else criticized and everybody else qualifies. Stand up, Brother Julio. Ah, his, he, he's too tall. He's too short. His hair's ah. We qualify others. But God says, I'm going to bless those that curse them. When people curse them, I'm going to bless them. I'm going to. So you may not feel qualified here today, but I'm so thankful that God didn't qualify me the way others qualified me. Because now, man, Brother Gore, he's going to be in my church on Sunday. We're blessed. I'm talking about just a handful voting us in. I'm talking about quadruple blessing. I'm talking about people showing up and saying, Pastor, we're going to give you our half million dollar home. To the church, all right? You all thinking Nelson, Brother Rivera, on an escalade next week. God was positioning me for the harvest. He was protecting me. There was times I could have been in prison and I won't get in my testimony but I was the worst of the worst. My father brought me in at the age of 18 and said everything I'm trying to build as a Spanish pastor you're tearing down. What's wrong with you? I'm trying everything I can. I don't want to lose you and I could have gone another way. I could have already been divorced three times trying to find acceptance trying to find the money but can I tell you when I went all in and I said I don't care if I have the money I don't care if I have the perfect wife I don't God I just want to be a man that's going to love you with all my heart if I'm just an usher open the door today in this service there are men and women that God has been preparing. And God is ready to get you to give you the strength to lift up the banner. There's some in here that have been going through hell and back. Some situations I know. Some situations I don't know. But I've come to tell you in the Holy Ghost today. The ministry. The baby is still alive. It's still real. You may have made a mistake. You may have been a fool. You may have tried to throw it all away. But God's grace and God's mercy is going to lift you up and say it's alright. And you know when when the prodigal comes home we celebrate we know oh, go brother Julio we know what you did go there brother I'm not going to talk to him. I'm not going to pray to him. I would to God we'd have the biggest revival, the million soul revival, if we had unity and love for one another. When you see that brother lost at the club months ago, come through the door. You don't say, ah. You don't say, ah, oh, go out of the side. But you grab him and say, come on. You're still a child of the king. You still got a promise. God's still going to use you. Everyone stand, everyone stand, everyone stand. God can do it. 
Oh, I feel this so strong right now in the Holy Ghost. There are some of you that have made mistakes. You've allowed promiscuous activity and things in your life. You've walked away from. You've given your virtue and you feel like God can you can't use you. I've come to tell you in the Holy Ghost that's a lie from the pit of hell. God is going to use you. God's going to bring you out. Guess what? To help those that come through the door and said, if you can make it, I can make it. If you can be used of God, I can be used of God. I want you to lift your hands all across the building right now. Oh, I feel it so strong with the house here today. God can do it. If he can take a boy, a 12-year-old boy as myself, we used to rent the church next door where I pastor now. And I would shake the vending machine. I would steal the candy bars from old Bishop Galoni. God knew that the same boy that would be running, no desire for God. Oh, I've been in his presence. I've been in the all-night prayer meetings. But God knew, Brother Julio, that he was shielding me, protecting me. The fact that you're still here is a testament that God's not through with you. He would have allowed you to leave a long time ago. But something inside of you says I'm still here and the mercies are evermore. I want all the preachers, the leaders to come to the front here and I want you to face the congregation. Preachers, ministers, I want you to face the congregation. Go ahead. If you're a ladies hyphen leader in your church, you're a leader. Come on up. Don't be afraid. I want you to face this congregation here. What you're looking at today. God is going to do something miraculous through you. Trust the process. Trust the highs and the lows. But don't ever feel like God can't use you. Don't ever feel like you've lost. You've lost it. I've lost it. I hear that so many times. Pastor, I've lost it. It's just not there. You've got to go and find it again. And you know where you find it? It's the altar of God. I have found that I can tell a lot about a spiritual maturity of a man or a woman on how he or she treats this altar. You shy away from it. You know why? Because it pulls you. It confronts you with things that you know you got to let go of. And so you fight. And I've learned that the more I find about him, the more he reveals to me who I am. 
Some of us don't know who we are because we don't know who he is. <laughs> you know what your purpose is? To love God with everything inside of you. And when you get to hold of who he is, he reveals to you who you are. And you go out and you find what you lost. So I'm calling hyphen students today. Better yet, I'm calling hyphen leaders to step out from among them and come to this altar. If you feel a shift in your spirit, and I know who I'm talking to here today, that you feel like God has something greater for you. You may not know what it is. You may have had a promise and you've lost it along the way. I want you to come right now and I want you to run because you better not be ashamed of who you are. And I want you to stand right here in front of these men. Go ahead, come in real close. God's going to impart some things. It's still alive. Seems like it's the theme here today, this weekend. It's still there. That baby's still there. That miracle's still alive. That call of God on your life is still there. It didn't go anywhere. You, you've drifted. You've been distant. But you know what? You're in this altar today. And I've come to tell you on the authority of the word of God. It's still alive. It's still there. And it's ready to come out. Every hand lifted under the sound of my voice. Hyphen students, leaders, right now would be a good time to just tell God, you can do it. You can do it, God. Use me again. Let that heart beat after you, God. Let it bring it out. I'm waiting on the Lord right now. All right, hear me today. Everybody pay attention. There's something radical that takes place if you read your bible every miracle that took place it took an action from the individual to step out on faith and say yes i believe you can do it come on silver and gold have i none fast in his eyes he got out the three lepers they see jesus the several they, they, they ran to jesus and they ran to him you've got to run to him and it's not gonna happen like this Oh, Lord, forgive me. This is Brother Rivera, youth president, appealing to you. We need to go back to worship. I'm sick and tired of going to rallies and conventions where our hyphenate students just cruise through. We're babysitting that week. And our youth look at us and say, well, he's... He's a leader. If he's not worshiping, I'm not going to worship. And they mimic who we are because we teach what we know, but we reproduce who we are. What are you reproducing? Uh 
I would to God tomorrow Sunday comes and the hyphen, not the youth, not the on-fired ministers, but the hyphen age students say, I'm going to lead by example. Come on, Johnny. Come on, Moses. It's time to worship, Pastor. We're behind you, Pastor. We're going to worship, Pastor. We're here. We're here. And so I'm going to ask you here today. I want you to do something that's uncomfortable. If you, some of us have never moved a lick. You're still stuck in, I'm not even going to say it. We are Pentecostal in experience. This is where the power of God resides. David said he would dance until his limbs felt he were going to fall off. He got so crazy. And Michael, looking from that window, despised him in her heart. And he said, how dare you worship like that in front of the slaves, undignified. And you know what he said? I, it was before the Lord. It was before your father saw, saw me worship. I was on the field as a shepherd boy when nobody saw me and nobody saw my giftings and nobody saw my talent. That's where it started. He said, I will bless the Lord even more undignified. I wonder today if you do it right now. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. For more encouraging messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out past episodes. If you like what you just heard, please consider rating and sharing it with your friends. God bless, and don't forget to be a hyphen.